What's up, Cubs? Welcome to episode 17 of the podcast. I'm your host, VJ Julio, and this is Cheer Up, Babe. The podcast where uh, if your husband was a talker, it would sound like. According to my latest review, if your husband was a talker, which he is not, this is what it would sound like. Love that review. One of my favorites. Definitely don't wish this type of mindset on your husband, though. I kind of hope that it's not true. I hope that that's not the case because it's the ramblings of an insane person. But it still definitely was one of my favorite v- reviews that I've gotten. So huge shout outs there. Dude, I got to start this episode off with some Cub Corner because the Cubs are putting out. The Cubs are putting out. Starting it off, one of the Cubs hit me up and described themselves as a big, huge, gargantuan fan of the pod. Which, when you're that passionate, you're getting you're getting a specific shout out. They also said that they like to listen to the podcast when they work out in the morning. So, hey, Jasmine, this is for you. Do an extra rep. Hey, do do an extra five minutes of work. Okay, like Rome, bad bitches weren't built in the day. You got it, dude. The hoodie orders are first of all, we got Cubs everywhere. We got Cubs all all over the map. And specifically the United States, because that's the only place that they ship to. But we got hoodie orders from the most most random spots, and I love it. Like, we got Gray, Louisiana. We got Tucson, Arizona. We got Gresham, Oregon. We got, obviously, a plethora of Idaho and Montana and a couple Minnesotas, because home bases, home bases, which I expected. That's pretty much I expected what 100% of the hoodie orders were going to go to. Not... Lynchburg, Virginia. By the way, Lynchburg, maybe like pick a new name. You know, it's what, 2021? We're all about PC culture. I feel like the origins of Lynchburg might be a touch on the sketchy side, but that's just me being fake PC. I don't live in California. I don't have to actually be inundated with that type of mental capacity that they all have to worry about out there because it's exhausting. And we all know that. What do we not talk about on this podcast? Super exhausting shit. But huge shout out to the Cubs. Dude, you guys are badasses. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, what's up? Welcome to Cheer Up, Babe. The podcast where we don't talk about stupid shit. We, and we're Cubs. If you listen to this podcast, you're a Cub. And you know that already, but I got to keep saying it because it's all about letting the people that love this podcast know that I love them. Okay? I get, we're all Cubs. It's C-U-B. Cheer Up, Babe. And right now, I feel like we are some sort of terrorist organization just putting down little home bases all over the United States, and we are just going to spread like wildfire. Did I just compare this podcast to ISIS? Kind of, but I didn't mean to, but in a positive way. Kind of, but I didn't mean to, but in a positive way. You know what I'm saying? You guys get, of course you guys get what I'm saying. But this is episode 17. I'm super stoked. We got some fun stuff to talk about. As always, we're going to finish off with finish it with some unqualified dad advice. That same review that said that the lady imagines this is what her husband would sound like if he was a talker, which he is not. That's her words, and I love that wording. But I wonder what he would think if he heard her describing it that way. Like if he listened to one 15-minute little burst of the podcast, if he would go, that's what you think goes on inside of my fucking brain? And then suddenly... They're in an argument, and I apologize. Don't do that, okay? Don't do that to yourself, but I appreciate that. So that's just what I'm, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with it, and that's just what I'm going to label myself as. This, I am the guy who tells you your husband's thoughts. <laughs> it's immediately too much, like right when it came out of my mouth, immediately too much weight on my shoulders. So I take it back immediately. I take it back so fast. I take it back before I even finish the sentence. I take it back, okay? But I know what you, I know. 
if you listen to last week's episode, you listen to the end of last last week week's episode. I just slipped it in there real fast. We found out what my wife is going to push out of her body in October, and guess what? The girl dad's staying strong, babe. The girl dad is rolling with the punches. Dude, I'm, I'm, it's not an estrogen pool anymore. I'm swimming in the estrogen ocean, and I fucking love it. I like to describe myself as a girl dad because I feel like that's the only verbiage that actually articulates my level of excitement. But I feel like people don't really like the phrase girl dad. I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But it was like, I just... You guys know this. I've always wanted, I, I wanted boys growing up and then I had my daughter and suddenly it's perfect. And that's, that's all I wanted. I told my wife about a month ago, I was like, can I be honest with you? And she was like, you want a girl? And I was like, wow, we're in sync because that was literally word for word what was going to come out of my mouth. How did you even guess that we were talking about top ramen before this? We were talking about what kind of top ramen is your favorite? And then I said, can I be honest with you? And you said, you want a little girl? And I was like, wow, that's nine years right there. But that was 100% what I was going to say because I 100% wanted another little girl. The next one, the next one, I hope we mix it up. You know, I'd like a boy or some sort of, you know, mixture where it comes out kind of like half gorilla. Actually, you know what? I'm not even going to sarcastically put that out in the universe as a joke because once again, I take it back immediately. I'm so caffeinated right now. I hope you guys are picking up on that vibe right now. But let's actually, let's start the podcast the way that we're supposed to start the podcast, the way that I have not started the podcast in the last three episodes. And that's my bad. All right. That's this Cubs bad. That's VJ Julio's bad. By the way, if you look at my last name and you say Guilielo, I swear on my mother's, I was going to say grave, but that doesn't make sense because both still alive and very much kicking. So I swear on... My Dosh Hound from when I was five years old, it's grave. Okay? Which if you just went, oh, don't feel bad. She was great. She lived a great life. Why am I talking about this? We don't talk about sad shit on this podcast. This is cheer up, babe, not bummer me the fuck out, babe. But welcome to the podcast. <laughs> first things first. I know that you were out in the heat, you know, all day yesterday. If this is the morning, hey, good morning. I hope you splashed some water on your face, looked at yourself in the mirror and said, you're a beautiful fucking dork you sexy fucking dork, because we're all dorks. First off, everybody's a dork. We know that. But even though it's super duper fucking hot outside, we still got to throw that cozy, comfy hoodie on. All right. Because it's about getting snuggly buggly. This is your hour to decompress or compress to start your day. You know what I'm saying? Like if you wake up, you had night terrors last night. This is your hour where you get to forget all about that, and then you scrolled through Twitter way too fucking late on your phone last night, and you just were inundated with all sorts of horrible shit, this is the reset button. Because we don't talk about sad shit, we don't talk about shit that's going to bum us out. So put that cozy comfy hoodie on, get snuggly buggly, blast it through some sort of surround sound system, you know, or if you're driving in your car, roll your windows down, freak people out. Like, what the fuck are they listening to? But they don't get it. You do. If you got kids, biggest distraction on the planet. Biggest distraction on the planet. They're beautiful and they're wonderful and they're the biggest distraction on the planet. Go lock them in a closet. Okay. They'll be fine. It's an hour. Kids will survive anything including a tantrum if it's an hour. They probably won't even throw a tantrum for an hour. They'll probably throw a tantrum for about six minutes and then they'll just fall asleep, you know? So go lock your kids in the closet. This is your time. Now, if you have a significant other in the room with you or in your space, you need to turn to them right now and you say, 
I don't feel like talking. And they're going to say, I didn't even say, shut up. You don't feel like talking. Cozy, comfy hoodie, lock the kids in the closet. Turn to your significant other and tell them to get the fuck out of your face for an hour because this is your time, babe. Welcome to the episode. But yeah, got a little, got another little girl on the way. I'm going to have my two little queens walking around and I couldn't be fucking happier. I couldn't be happier. You might think, hey, did you do a gender reveal? And I just want to say, no, of course I didn't. Of course I didn't because I didn't want to ruin the moment. We found out right there. I got super lighthearted, super fluttery, and I was bouncing around on top of the world for the rest of the day and ongoing throughout the week and into this podcast. So I'm super excited. I got my girls, man. I got my girls. And I like the verbiage of describing myself as a girl dad. I had a really, really, really close friend hit me up because they listened to last week's episode and they said, hey, what was it? Or what is it? Not what was it? Not past tense. What is it? And I said, it's another little girl. And they're like, oh my gosh, they're going to be besties. And I was like, yeah, I'm a full-blown girl dad. And then they said, you're not a girl dad. You're just a dad with girls. And I went, huh? You're not a girl dad. You're just a dad with girls. And I went, huh? Because things get lost in textilation, I didn't want to engage, but it felt like an excitement stifling moment. But I said, probably not, not their style. So why don't you just pull it back a little bit? Don't get aggressive. But I like to describe myself as a girl dad because I feel like it's the only verbiage that antiquates my level of excitement about the life that I'm living. Okay? So if you don't like the term girl dad, fucking get over it. Because that's how I describe myself. Don't stif- don't don't be a stifler. Don't be a stifler. Felt stifling. If you reach out to somebody and you ask them about something that's going to be probably the most important thing going on in their life right now and then they tell you and then you come back with some eh, 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 eh. shit that's how I describe that text eh, 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 eh. that's what it was it felt like they were push trying to push me down into a backpack or something shove me into a locker which I've never experienced but I can't imagine it's that great I've never been shoved into a locker but I have locked myself into a locker and that's a true story here's a fun fact when I was like seven years old my dad is a teacher and a wrestling coach and his coach's office was in the basement of the old high school. Now it's the old high school because now it's the intermediate school because it was becoming worn and broken down. And so they tore down half of it and they made it the intermediate school and they built a new high school before they did all that. There was a dungeon level of the old high school. And my dad was basically in a fucking closet down there. They don't know how to treat their teachers, but right off of his office door, you walk through the left side. That's the guest like the visiting team's locker room is in there, okay? So if you walk through that door, there's all these lockers. And my dad's in his office doing work, you know? So he brings his boy along, you know, kicking it with dad, like I always do, just hanging out down there. And I'm, you know, exploring around, free range. I also called the cops a couple times from the payphone that's up there. And a lot of you kids don't even know what a fucking payphone is. It's the opposite of a cell phone. Just think of what a cell phone is. It's the opposite of a cell phone. Called the cops a few times. They came. I got in trouble. It was fine. But this story, (laughs) I locked, I I was in the locker room and I was like, I wonder if I could fit in one of those ones, the medium sized ones. Cause there was like little square ones. There was tall ones and there was medium sized ones. And I, and I, as like a fucking six year old was like, I wonder if I could fit in there, you know? So I did, 
believe it or not, I successfully squoze myself into the locker. And then kind of without thinking, I go, I bet I could close this door all the way. And they were the ones, they were the, they were the type of lockers. They were classic gym style lockers where they had like the open grates. It was like diamond grates. So you could see through it. They weren't like, it wasn't like a metal sheet where it's like, once you're closed in there, you're surrounded in darkness. I could just see out there. So I closed myself in there and I realized immediately that lockers, apropos their name, lock. So I realized immediately that I couldn't get out. So I didn't freak out. I didn't panic. This is where I learned that I'm not claustrophobic to any extent. I closed myself in there and I didn't panic. I was just overcome with embarrassment. So I didn't make a peep. I didn't make a peep. I was like, I'm not going to let my dad know that I just did this because I'm overcome with embarrassment. But here's what I am going to do as a six-year-old. I'm a flex and bust out. So I literally rotated myself so that my back was against the back wall of the locker and my knees were against the graded front door of the locker. And I was like, I'm going to flex and bust out of here and dad's going to be none the wiser. So I pushed and I pushed and I pushed for about 25 minutes and I hear my dad yelling for me, looking for me, wondering if his son just got sniggity snack kidnapped. We, we make cute things here. Sniggity, sniggity snack kidnapped because he hasn't seen his son in 25 minutes. And that's not normal because I'm like, I was like my dad's shadow and I just followed him around. So 25 minutes was too long of a time. And he's calling for me still overcome with embarrassment. I just stayed quiet because I was like, no, 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 don't, don't freak out. My knees are bleeding full on cuts from the diamond cut locker full-on bleeding because I'm not going to give it a half-ass effort. You're going to do something. You're going to do things all in. You taught me that, Dad. So I'm pushing against this locker silently, and my knees are bleeding. And I don't know what made me go, oh, I'm just going to keep pushing. Like, oh, because guess what? It didn't budge. You know, it's not like I was making headway, so to speak. So I was pushing, and then Dad enters the locker room, house quiet i've i've mentioned before my entire family calls me doogie he opens the door and he goes doogie and he walks in and i'm seeing him in front of the diamond plate locker and and <laughs> and then i was like well fuck he'll probably get you out it's over now so i go dad and he's like what the fuck <laughs> like jumps a little bit looks over at me and i'm like hey he's like what are you doing and i was like i locked myself I locked myself in the locker. My knees are bleeding. And then he just got me out. And that could have been a one minute ordeal because all I would have had to do is call out to dad and he would have heard me because his, the locker room was 10 feet away from his office door. So it is what it is. And that's and, and just like with all my stories on this podcast, I didn't plan on telling that story. We just follow the breadcrumbs. We follow the breadcrumbs of the conscious mind, my conscious mind, not yours. You're probably a lot more coherent than I am. But we follow the breadcrumbs and we tell the stories that pop up. By the way, if the sound quality on this episode is a little bit shoddier, I am working from a new recording space. So I haven't had time. There's like no soundproofing shit going on on the wall behind me. Um... I'm posted up. I'm in a recliner now, not a recliner because it doesn't recline. I'm in a 
comfy chair that's lower to the ground. I got my feet planted into the ground because I did yoga six times and now I believe in grounding yourself and I'm just nice and comfy in my chair that I got for $6 from Goodwill, true story. And I'm just grounded into the ground. If you were able to see where I'm recording right now, you go, that's my grandma's basement and you're close, but it's actually mine. But I haven't had any time to set up any sort of soundproofing. So I apologize if the sound quality on this one is a little bit shittier. Also, in regards to the sound quality as well, I'm going to take it easy on the garage band music intros that I've been pumping in. I was trying to be aggressive with it. I'm taking it easy. I know that when the garage band music intros hit, they blow your fucking eardrums out. And I it, that was slightly partially on purpose, slightly partially because I didn't know how to turn the audio down. So it was a twofer. It was a two-for-one special. One bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, as they say. This is the anti-version of that. So if the sound quality is a little rough, I apologize. I want to tell you guys about something super-duper inspiring that hap- that that I witnessed this week. And it's it's just going to be a short little snippet. I hope that it kind of fires you up for your day. All right. So I had this teammate. I'm going to I'm going to start off by telling a funny story about this teammate and then we're going to lead lead into his little backstory a little bit because something incredibly amazing happened 2 days ago. So I had this teammate at North Idaho. I was dating Jordan at the time, okay? We were on the wrestling team together. His name's Terrence McKinney. I'm a couple years older than him. And this guy he's just a good dude. Like he was always just a good dude. Like he fit in well with the wrestling team if you know about I don't I I doubt you know about like college wrestlers, but when it's the off season, I mean, it's it's no holds barred. Like we're having fun. You know, weekends are for the boys, as they say, if they wear backwards visors. So there was this house that we would go to for like a house party. It's called the skate park house. It was a good time. Right. But I was dating Jordan. And here's how Jordan and I have gone to every single house party, period. End of story. We walk in. We show up together. We walk in, we high five, and we check in with each other every about half hour to an hour. Like, we're just like, you're here to talk to your friends. I'm here to talk to my friends. I know that you don't necessarily want to overlap. We'll link up. We'll hang out for 10 minutes. That's just always how we've been, always from the beginning. It's like, I don't, you don't need me attached to your hip. I I don't need you attached to my hip. I love it. It's the best fucking party relationship of all time. Okay. So we're there, and we've been to plenty, plenty of parties at this point. It's college, right? So... We're at the skate park house and I'm sitting at this area. The living room kind of connected straight into the kitchen. It was like one big open space that was split by a counter. You know, I'm standing on the opposite side of the counter in the kitchen area, hanging out with some of the my teammates. And Jordan is in the living room area. And this guy is like talking her up, you know, which always kind of cracked us up. We always talked about it later. And this guy's like talking her up. And Terrence rolls up to me and he goes, yo, yo, yo. That guy's talking to your girl. I'm like, yeah, Terrence, she's 20 feet away. I'm literally looking at her. Like, I see that. I see that. She's fine, buddy. Like, <laughs> we're good. And he, and you know, we're all a little tipsy at this point. So we're all a little tipsy. And Terrence goes, I got it. Like, like I feel like when I said, nah, dude, it's all good. He just thought I was being lazy. It, he didn't grasp the concept of like, no, legitimately, it's fine, buddy. Like, we're just hanging out. Like, everyone's fine. And he goes, ah, VJ doesn't want to take care of that. I got this shit for him. So he he's like, all right, I'll go talk to him. I was like, no, 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 no. And he's already gone. He's already walking away. So he walks over to this guy and taps him on the shoulder. 
and the guy turns around and I see this little exchange happening with like hands and fingers and stuff. Like the guy kind of points at him like, is this your girl type of thing? And Terrence grabs his shoulder and points over at me and goes, his girl. And Jordan is standing there like looking at me like with wide eyes, like, did you send Terrence over here? And I was like, I just gave her like the shrug and like the closed eyes like, "Mm, I didn't do it. And Terrence points over at me. And then the guy looks at Terrence like, okay. And Terrence pushes him away from my girlfriend. (laughs) And the guy just kind of was like, okay. And just walked away. Like, first off, if it shows his intentions, it's like if he was like an aggro aggressive really trying to mack down he would have tried to show bravado and show that he's the stronger male but terrence just walked in there handled that situation that wasn't a situation at all and then jordan like puts her hands up to me and i was just kind of like waved at her like don't worry about it babe like it's fine and terrence walks over to me and he goes handled that situation and i was like yep yeah you did buddy (laughs) so so let's let's fast forward uh this is five years ago this this guy terrence hits a low point in his life. I I talk about it plenty of times on this podcast. Who you surround yourself is the most important thing in your life. I truly believe that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And in a perfect world, you have two people that are like mentors that you look up to. You have two people that you can help lead through. And you have one person that's like your same level that you just kind of link with. Like the all... You want to make sure that you have people that you're hanging out with that better you. You have people that you can help better. And you have someone that you truly just kind of link up with on the same level. I I believe that's a perfect mixture. Like It's hard to get a perfect mixture, but I feel like that's it. So whoever you're spending the most time with, you become the average of. So if you're hanging around with a bunch of people who don't have aspirations, don't have goals, don't have like a quote care in the world. Even if you have goals and aspirations, eventually they're going to become less and less important and you're going to be going down what they call a slippery slope. I would love to eventually get him on the podcast to tell his story, so I'm just giving the brief explanation. But five years ago, Terrence was obviously way too deep uh, with, with people that, you know, if I had to estimate, weren't bettering his life, so to speak. So he hits a low point. He's out partying one night. While he's drunk, he gets offered shrooms and acid, which is what I like to call some heavy fucking hitters. Flash forward to the end of the night. He's in a like terror rage, getting chased by the cops, eight cops. He got tased eight, eight times. If you want to read this kid's story, look up Terrence McKinney and it's going to pop up immediately because let me tell you something that happened two days ago. So that's his low point. He decides that night to turn his life around and starts actually working towards something. Flash forward, he's telling his story at at high schools, telling kids about the dangers of getting, you know, too far down a bad path. Like I said, I'm just going to give a brief explanation. Two days ago, he had a UFC debut. He worked his ass off so hard, he got himself to the point where he was able to fight in the UFC. He got into MMA. Naturally, as a wrestler, you're kind of attracted to combat sports. That's the natural progression if you keep following that path. And he had a UFC debut two days ago. And he now has the fastest knockout in the lightweight division in the history of the UFC. Seven seconds. He knocked his opponent out in seven seconds with two straights down the middle. 
in an arena packed with fight fans that erupted when that knockout happened. I was almost in tears this morning thinking about him, thinking about his trajectory of how quickly he could change the path that his life was going down. How when he made a decision that he was done doing what he was doing, fast forward five years of hard work, and he is debuting in the the top pinnacle elite platform for MMA, and he puts on a show and gets the fastest knockout in the history of the lightweight division in the UFC. I mean, chills, man. I got chills. And regardless if you're a fight fan or not, it's obviously not about the fighting aspect. It's about the story. Look up his story, Terrence McKinney. Like I've said, I would love to eventually get him on the podcast. Old teammate of mine. It's just, it's so great to see like people that you know excel. It's so great to just see people that you knew throughout your life and then you kind of check back in with them and they're just doing amazing things. Like, holy shit, man. I was on cloud fucking nine. On cloud nine. So Terrence, if you hear this, buddy, congratulations to you, man. You really put on... You really put on a show. It was it was fantastic to see. All right, let's take let's take a quick ad break. First off, babe, happy Father's Day. This is going to be my first Father's Day this Sunday and Chill Wellness, the company dedicated to bringing you the most premium CBD products on the planet is having an amazing Father's Day deal. If you hit the link in the show notes, go to chillwellness.com. That's chill with 1 L. In your cart, enter promo code DADS20. You're going to get 20% off your entire order all month long. If you go to their Instagram, Chill Wellness, you see that they put your boy on there. Because guess what? If I'm anything, I'm a dad. And they showed me on there with my shaved-ass head looking super dad-like. I'm looking super dad-like, and I love it. And genuinely, this dad uses all of their products, especially the sports stick, on my knees because my daughter doesn't care that my knees need 30 minutes to warm up before we do any sort of physical activity. She has exploring to do right now, so I like to use the sports stick on my knees. If you want to help out a man in your life, go to chillwellness.com or hit the link in the show notes. Enter promo code DADS20 at checkout for 20% off your entire order. Appreciate you guys listening to those ads. If you did, it certainly helps out the podcast a bunch. Also, if you want to help out the podcast, you can go buy yourself a hoodie at cheerupbabethepodcast.com. I apologize. Larges are completely out of stock. Extra larges have one more, and small and mediums have quite a bit. You can go get yourself a hoodie right there if you want to be an OG cub and rep the podcast like, like a lot of our amazing home bases are doing all around the country. So... Go to cheerupbabethepodcast.com if you want to get yourself a hoodie or and leave a review for the podcast. That always helps promote us a little bit because I'm just trying to, you know, get this bad boy rolling so I can just keep pumping out all sorts of merch for you guys. Dude, listen, I've talked about it before, but I got to be a guest on a podcast called Because I Want to Know. And after one of the things that I said, the host, Leslie Fear, great woman, said, All I'm saying is VJ for president, and that is not only overwhelmingly flattering, also the worst idea on the planet. Let's just let's just break it down. okay? you know what? I don't believe in anything enough to be the president. I could get swayed so easily. Also, say I had a platform, say I was running not a platform. uh, Yeah, a platform, right? It's called a platform to run on. Say I had a platform to run on where I was like, I'm against 
this. If any politician came up and said, I'll give you a grand to change your mind, I'd be like, yep, now I don't believe in that anymore because there's no there's no minimum amount of money. Money runs the world and money would run what I decided to do. You know how people are like, politicians just take backhanded backhanded things all the time. You know everybody's in everybody's pockets. I would be in everybody's pockets. I'd be like, can I have some? I'd be like, you want this vote? Quick five Gs get you that vote. They'll be like, five Gs? You know I run a multi-million dollar organization. And I'd be like, okay, give me a number and then you got it. And they'll say, uh, well, I'm a businessman, so one G? And I'll be like, sure. And then if there was conflicting... If there was conflicting interests between two politicians that wanted me to sway, one wanted me to vote one way, one wanted me to vote the other way, I would turn into eBay and I'd be like, the deadline is 11.50 p.m. for some fucking reason. Even though my entire family and my baby goes to sleep at 8 o'clock, this is eBay till 11.50, the top bidder gets the vote. And that's and, and I would also do an Instagram live of the bidding. I wouldn't hide it. I wouldn't hide it. I would let everybody know. I'd be like, hey. Here's what the vote is. And then they would, you know, maybe they could, people could start like a uh, GoFundMe where they're like a GoFundMe for this vote, a GoFundMe for that vote. That would be how I was a president because doesn't matter. You might think my morals are loose. I think my morals are expensive or cheap, depending on how much money you have and what the relation uh, is right there. Also, say I got captured, you know, say the Secret Service just dropped the ball one day and I got captured. Do you know how scared of getting electrocuted I am? I was electrocuted when I was younger, okay? And I know as I tell stories through all these episodes, you guys are starting to put the puzzle pieces together on why I'm like this. I was electrocuted when I was younger. And you might say, oh my God, what happened? Well, don't ask what happened. I'm going to tell you what happened. It's a podcast also, but I appreciate your input. I was changing a light bulb in the hallway, downstairs, outside of my bedroom, and it was the wrong size, and I twisted and twisted and twisted, and then it got kind of jammed in there, and I was like, God damn it, and I went the other way with it, and I was like, oh, it's really stuck in there, and then the light bulb shattered in my hand, and I was like, ow, glass, and then I reached up and grabbed the filament because I was going to twist it from the inside piece, and you guessed it, I didn't shut the lights off in the hallway, and then I woke up on my back, there was a, a huge pop sound and I woke up on my back. Now I'm afraid of like, you know how people like to play around with those fake taser shit? I enter full blown panic mode. Let's just break it down. What are VJ's biggest fears? Open water. I don't fuck with it. If I can't see what's underneath my feet, I panic. Went on an entire ocean vacation, didn't go in the water past my knees. And I was fucking freaking out when the water was at my knees. Two, electrocution. You bring one of those cute pink tasers. All you got to do is from 20 yards away, show it to me, and we aren't talking anymore. Does that make sense? All you got to say is tase, and I'm out. And I'm out. You didn't even finish the word taser. I'm fucking out. So if I was president and they kidnapped me, I'd be like, and say they pull, you know how they like do the like the battery hookups to the nipples because that's 100% a real thing and not something that's just for Hollywood. They do the batteries to the nipples. I would just be thinking about that with the cloak over my mask in the trunk of the car the entire time. And the second they had opened the trunk, I'd be like, let's skip the semantics. What do you want to know? And they'd say nuke codes. And I'd be like, you got a thousand dollars? 
And that's just a little tidbit, babe. That's just a little tidbit. <laughs> While I'm recording right now, I just got a text message that says, I just got excited when I realized tomorrow is Monday. Your pod makes my day. I'm very happy it exists. I mean, dude, how could I ever stop doing this now? First off, I don't want to. But how could I ever stop doing this now? Like, first off, this shit is so fun. Second off, if you are getting 5% of the entertainment value that I get from this podcast, I hope it's just starting your day good. I hope that's that's really the whole impetus for why I even do this shit. Like, I'm going to get a little bit real on you guys for a minute. I had, you know, I had a podcast. If you were a listener to the topic box, appreciate you. And then I kind of dropped off the face of the planet when my life got busy and I didn't really explain anything. And then we went through COVID and the pandemic hit and there were lockdowns. And I hit this point where it was like, and I hadn't, you know, I I had just basically called off the topic box and people were like hitting me up about it. And I was like, eh, it's just not a thing. Like, like the way the topic box was run, I just didn't really enjoy it as much as I do this podcast because it was a little more topic generated. I didn't really get to talk about what I wanted to talk about too much. And the way I have always wanted to do a podcast is a stream of consciousness podcast. And I had the idea for cheer up, babe, about a year, eh, about six months before I ever hit record for the first episode. And I'm scrolling through Twitter. I'm scrolling through Instagram. I'm watching the news. Everything is just down, 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 down. And I was like, even, even like the comedians that I enjoy listening to their podcasts or, you know, the narrative podcasts that are super fun, just like, stuff that's supposed to be entertaining, it was all still centered around all this shit that's happening in our world. And I was like, I need a break. And it's like, I wanted to put something out that hopefully gave you guys a break because we all just need a fucking break. That's why we don't cover, you know, top news stories. And, oh, what do you think about this fucking BuzzFeed article? And I'm just, or or, did you hear what CNN said? Because the bottom line is we all just want to live our days and enjoy our fucking lives together. We're on this planet for a very short time. And stress and aggression and anger is something that is not going to make our lives worse. It's going to, or is not only going to make our lives worse, it's going to shorten our lives. So hope you're enjoying Cheer Up the podcast. Tell a friend about it. You know, if it's done anything for you, tell a friend about it. Let's bring in more cubs. But those of you that are listening right now, holy shit, it's awesome. Let's do some unqualified dad advice. First of all, I'm giving you guys a break from the music, so there's no there's no unqualified dad advice intro because I'm trying to save your eardrums this episode. Episode 17 has no music. You're welcome. You're welcome. But this is unqualified dad advice where I go to Reddit and I go to the advice column and I scroll and I stop and I give advice based off of whatever the topic of the post is. And then we open it. We find out if we need to make an amendment to that, to that advice column. By the way, we should – I know that Reddit is like the taint of the internet. It's the devil's highway of the internet, you know, where it's like you you don't want to be there. But once you're there, it can tickle and be kind of fun. So we should start our own subreddit eventually once the once we get there, you know, we'll get there when we get there. We're not forcing anything on this podcast because we're starting off with OGs. OK, we want the OGs. You know, it's I know this is the second time that I'm comparing it, but it's like ISIS. We're starting small. <laughs> I should have probably thought of a better comparison, 
but we followed the breadcrumbs and that's what came to my mind. We should start our own subreddit called Cub Advice eventually on there. And we'll just, I know every single username is like hanky danky spanky 6942 and then nothing is spelled correctly for their seven paragraphs about my friend stole my fucking plant. You know what I mean? But we're on the advice column right now and we're going to scroll, stop, donkey con with con spelled k-a-h-n see that's honestly i like that one because that's probably a last name and you went with donkey con and that's you know what i give props to that name my daughter bought a fuck racism sticker for her skateboard okay that sounds fine my worry initially when i read that was you're on the advice column on reddit do you not want her to have it you know would you rather her have went the other direction and got a sticker for her skateboard that says racism rocks like y'all rocking with racism? Is that what you wished her sticker was? Because it's weird that you went to advice on Reddit that you even have any sort of issue at all with the sticker that says fuck racism. Because as a dad, I feel like when my daughters get to the ages where they can actually where where they I have to worry about them saying swear words if they use it in the term fuck racism. Yeah. Go ahead. But I feel like you probably have an issue with the word fuck. Guess what? It's on your daughter's skateboard. You think she's going to a skate park and they're asking, hey, what'd you learn at church last Sunday? Is that what you think? Do you think she's going to hit the fucking half pipe and going Galatians 317? I'm sorry, Donkey Kong, but that's probably not the case. She's probably trying to shred the narnar, hit some sick ass kick flip twist you off the off the top crashing and burning and going ah fuck shit bitch you know what i mean so the fuck racism sticker is fine but let's open it and see what she actually wants she's almost 13 and i am not naive to the fact that she occasionally utters swear words if you think that your 13 year old who bought a fuck racism sticker occasionally utters swear words it's every second word out of her mouth at this point she has said more swear words in her 13th year than you have said in your last fucking seven, Darla. Okay? This feels like a Darla post. I don't know. Would Darla have a badass skater chick daughter? I don't know. Yesterday, she went out with her non-custodial father. What a weird way to put put that. Yesterday, she went out with her non-custodial... Okay. Oh, I get it. So her father's not a janitor. He's non-custodial. Okay. Her non-custodial father and came back with a skateboard. She showed me the sticker underneath the skateboard, which says fuck racism. While I appreciate the sentiment, I'm not thrilled with her having a curse word on her skateboard, exclamation point. Should I let her keep it? Yeah, because here's what it's going to do. First off, she thinks she probably thinks it's pretty cool to have the word fuck on her skateboard. Right. But also the actual meaning of the sticker is about fuck racism. Right. So say you brought up that you have a problem with the sticker it paints the picture that you're more against the word fuck on a skateboard than you are against racism in her mind i'm saying like regardless of where you actually go if you come at her with i don't like the sticker it's going to paint that narrative immediately and then there's going to be a whole nother fucking ball of wax to unravel From where I see it right now, she's, you know, 
making a positive stance. It's not like that's a bad fucking stance to have. That's a great fucking stance to have. And any sort of, I feel like there's certain things that you should push back with your kids and your kids being anti-racism is probably not one you should push back on because even though it's going to come out in your mind like you're just against the word fuck, that's not the picture that's going to be painted. Next Next topic. Thank you, Donkey Kong. Hope that helps. Scroll and stop. Free chocolate bars. Are they free? Send me one. Says, is it silly for me to write and mail a letter to my father about his alcoholism? No, that's not silly at all. If I had to guess before we open this bad boy, your, your father is an alcoholic and it's super uncomfortable for you and you don't want to confront it face to face or over the phone because you probably feel like it's going to fall on deaf ears or you're going to feel stupid about bringing it up because it's probably been a cyclical type of thing that happens constantly. So maybe the only way you feel comfortable about bringing it up to him is by writing him a letter because he has no immediate feedback to that. And the only thing he can do is read it and absorb it on his own time right then. He can't hit you back. He can't try to make you feel stupid for bringing it up or say that he's fine or say that you're overreacting. I say that writing a letter is great. But you do have to gear up for the fact that once you write that letter, that conversation is going to happen and you have to be prepared. This sounds kind of important. Let's open it up and actually see what they said. So Free Chocolate Bar says, My father was sober for about 10 years and redeemed himself being such a great father to me. He started drinking a little a couple years ago and now it's out of control. He's a completely different man from the one who was sober. I have some... I have some year-old son now, so we came to visit the weekend to my hometown. It was just crazy to me how different of a guy he is while drinking. Anyways, I made it a point to sit down and talk to him about how I feel about all before heading home. Oh, good. You already had the conversation. However, however, I couldn't bring myself to do it. Okay, probably should have read one more sentence. So you didn't talk to him. You made it a point to sit down and talk to him, but you didn't talk to him. Okay, I'm so much better at writing down my feelings because when it comes... To speaking them, I feel as it all gets jumbled. It doesn't come out correctly. You, you and my wife have that same problem. Like emotions get a little bit too involved and it just kind of becomes like blabbermouth and you don't get your point across the right way. I completely understand where you're coming from, which is why I'm probably a writer. And you're a writer. Okay, yeah. Is this a silly idea? I feel like the relationship we have, it would mean the most for me to tell him because my other siblings who actually live there and see him every day don't tell him. I don't want this to be how he ends his life, and I don't want him to remember him like this, him, your, oh, your son. I want him to teach my son the wealth of knowledge he has. Basically, is it a bad idea to address this issue by mailing him a letter? Absolutely not. My original thought is what I'm going to stick to. Especially because I've seen firsthand what emotion can do to the act- to an actual important conversation that you're trying to have. So I would say, especially if you're well-versed, at least sitting down and writing the letter out would help you organize your own thoughts. So if, say, you felt like it was a little too impersonal to have a letter sent and not sit down and have a conversation with him, at least sitting down and writing the letter like you are going to send it to him would organize it in your own brain. That way, when you do actually have the conversation face to face, you'll have your thoughts organized, you know, and you got to prepare yourself for the for the retorts, right? So if he says this, I'll say this. If he says this, I'll say this. You got to run through the entire conversation in your mind, but have that original emotions and thoughts planned out ahead because you have time. You have time to think about it. I'm not saying you have time like years. I'm saying like you plan on having this conversation a couple days out then write that letter anyways. And if you send it to him or not, 
you'll have it organized in your brain at least. And if you do f decide to send that letter, that's your original thought. And I think it's an excellent idea. Thanks, free chocolate bars. I hope that helped. Scroll. Stop. Fat Discord moderator. Okay. My girlfriend broke up with me because she lost feelings. Yeah. Um, barely going to give this one a second thought. It's a good thing. Move on. Breakups are not that bad. You'll get past it. And losing feelings happens a lot in relationships, especially when you're just dating. If you're just a if you're just a boyfriend and girlfriend, feelings fade. Just be thankful it didn't happen a bunch of years down the road. Let's open this. She was basically my best friend and we had known each other for about two years. We started dating and I really liked her, but then for some reason she just stopped responding and then broke up with me on the spot. Yeah, this sounds like every girlfriend I had in high school. This is basically how I handled the situation because I'm non-confrontational and I don't want to hurt people's feelings. So you basically, she ghosted you and that's what I would do. And it also, don't worry, she's going to feel bad about it later <laughs> because you feel like you didn't give the person the respect that they deserved, but you're also probably super young so her father wouldn't allow her to come to my house and I was forbidden from coming to her house because her father said you cannot date any men till you're 21 <laughs> well her dad sounds like a dick we don't talk now either so I feel like I lost a really close friend too yeah man honestly that's just how it goes buddy don't even worry about that fat discord moderator um breakups happen you know friendships fade like it's all part of life I know it hurts in the moment but you know you want to know what you're never going to be able to do regardless of your age it doesn't matter if you're you know I'm guessing you're like 17 or 16 um, or you're 35 uh, you cannot force someone to like you you cannot force someone to have feelings for you honestly she gave you a gift by not faking her feelings and continuing on in a fake relationship she's she lost feelings for you. Move on. It's better than trying to force a fake relationship, buddy. You're going to be okay. Life will go on. I promise. Scroll. Stop. Medical spy says I need to get rid of a, quote, body. What? And you posted it online for everyone to see? Um, let's see. I need to get rid of a body. All right. I'm pretty sure I've seen on some serial killer documentaries that nothing works you know i've seen on a lot of serial killer documentaries that bodies are like always found but if i had to give you a real good piece of dad advice i would say cement and a big ass lake you know what i'm saying you get what i'm saying cement drying time big ass lake all right Let's see what the fuck this is. My stepdad has been dead since 2014. I currently am in possession of his ashes. Okay, so not great start. And also don't need cement. It has come to light that he was a shit-ass person. Oh, fuck. I don't have any contact with any family, no number, no addresses. I don't want his ashes, and I don't know what to do with them. I currently live in a place he's never been to, so it would be meaningless to dump his ashes here. The closest would be seven hours away. I don't even know what to do at this point. Hmm. Interesting. Well, medical spy, let me hit you with this. So the fact that it's coming to light that he was a shit-ass person and you don't have any contact with any of the family. It sounds like what's building is anger towards him for the things that he did in his life but he's no longer here okay so the only person that's bothered by this is you 
your anger, your aggression, your emotions towards him is affecting nobody but you. If I was you, I would do something with the ashes for you in terms of letting it go. Don't think of it so much as respecting his ashes, I guess you could say. I would say to take it somewhere beautiful like a nice scenic spot. You know, go for a hike, get in touch with nature, and spread the ashes at the peak. You know, if you're around a mountain, that's what I would do. Somewhere beautiful with something overlooking. Because, or what's going to happen when you spread the ashes is I want you to imagine it being symbolic. To where you're not only spreading his ashes and you're getting that physical thing out of your life. You're also going to be letting go of the emotion that you're harboring for the quote shit ass person he was. In a weird roundabout way it might sound kind of selfish but there's no other way that it could be. Because you're the only one involved in this. You have his ashes. They have a restraint on you. Especially within your mind. And this entire thing could be symbolic towards you letting go of it all. So I would do that for you. Honestly. Hope that helped. Scroll. Stop. Throw away 241327. Have we had throw away 241327 before? I feel like throw away 241327 is a recurring one. How do I stop crying when arguing with parents? You just, you know, I mean, throw away 241327. Don't be a bitch. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even going to open this because you're obviously a kid and I just stopped randomly on a kid because you're talking about arguing with your parents. I'm not even going to open it, but throw away 241327, you know, get a backbone. You know, I'm actually going to go to the one that's right above where my thumb was. Oh, by the way, throw away 241327467659. Hope that helped. Quiz as adios. Wait, quiz as adios. I mean, fuck. How about Robert? You know, how about Brick Chamberlain? You know, how about Gary? Not quiz as adios. I might be dying and I'm not sure how to deal with it. Just would like some practical advice. Going to open this one immediately. I'm only 18. I'm only 18. I've never left the country and I just met my first true love. I've done martial arts, parentheses. I've had to stop because of being sick, in parentheses, and learned another language. But I don't know what else to do because my other goals can't be attained in the time I would have left if it does truly come back that I am dying. If I am, it would be liver failure. Just need something to do to spend my time with my girlfriend and family before my trip to the forever box. <sighs> you have a very unique opportunity on your hands. Quiz as adios. Some of us go through our entire lives without actually appreciating the life that we have. Some of us take everything for granted. You are in the rare situation where you know that your expiration date might be coming soon. You need to laugh a lot. You need to surround yourself with family and friends and laugh a lot. It's kind of bringing tears to my eyes a little bit. Um, Because at the heart of it all is that's all we really have is the people people go through existential crises and it's like what's our meaning on this planet and what's all this right but the meaning comes from the connections that we build while we're here 
and I'm not saying a high pressure situation where you're like trying to make, you know, every moment last because every moment's going to last already for you. I would imagine if every conversation is going to stick, surround yourself with people that you love. You don't need to accomplish things right now. You need to fill yourself with joy. You know, learning a new language is great. You know, doing MMA and learning skills like that is great. But you need to fill yourself with as much joy as you can. Maybe maybe try to experience things that uh, other people are a little too scared to experience. Things that the normal person would deem as dangerous. Go ride a bull. <laughs> Get that rush. Feel life as much as you possibly can. And experience as much emotion as you can. Specifically love and joy though. Because that's really the most important thing about life. You're blessed. You're blessed because the rest of us can lose focus. And get focused on things like bills. And you know money stress. And ah my girlfriend broke up with me. And... Ah, I have so many errands to run today and just all this shit that doesn't really matter. You get to focus on the things that are actually important about life for as long as you're here. I mean, I, I truly hope that your liver problem comes back as workable and you're going to be okay. But I would fill every moment of your day trying to feel as much emotion as you can and surround yourself with people that you love. Take risks, do things that are scary. And you don't have to focus on the stupid shit, you know? We all get a little bit lost and you have a very unique opportunity. If I was also you, if I was you also, but this is this is just kind of a me thing, I would put it down on paper or I would put it into a microphone. Everything that you experience, everything that kind of goes through your brain when you're going through something like this so that other people can have that perspective from someone who is firsthand experiencing it perspective on what really matters in life because you're looking through a very very rare lens if you want to you know accomplish something right leave something behind that uh friends and family and loved ones might find useful that's what i would do if it was me and i hope you're going to be all right and that's how i'm going to end episode 17 with a little bit of perspective for all of us i think I hope we all have a great week. I hope you don't let the world get you down. Take your cozy, comfy hoodie off. Let the kids out of the closet. Turn to your partner and say, I love you. Or look in the mirror and say, I love you. <laughs> Same thing. Remember what's important out there this week. And a big thank you to Quiz as Adios <laughs> for uh, putting that all into a little bit of perspective for us because I just got hit with some perspective and I need to go give my girls a kiss on the forehead. So go out there. Have a great week. Don't be a bummer. And cheer up, babe.